Thanks for staying with us. Greatly appreciate it. Okay, why are dogs like phones? Do you have any idea, Dr. Jess? No, continue your mic on. No clue. There we go. No clue. Do you have Carly? Um, I don't know. Because they have a collar ID. Oh, oh collar <laughs> ID. <laughs> okay. All right. That would I'll not give you that happened. one. Yeah. What? Thank you. I hey, like I just one. want to remind people this coming Saturday, uh, December 2nd, from 11 to 1 at Atlas Pet Supply in Stillwater. Bring your favorite feathered, scaled, or furry friend and have a fun photo taken of a holiday in the holiday photo booth for your upcoming holiday cards, framing, or sharing with friends and family. It's a uh, fundraiser for the Bark for Life for the American Cancer Society. So if you've got time, stop on by from 11 to 1. There's treats for the dogs, the cats, the iguanas, the rabbits, and the people in, included in that. And you could bring your own camera, bring your phone, whatever. Uh, we're just taking a free will donation to help benefit uh, the Bark for Life, uh, the American Cancer Society. So uh, hopefully you got time. There's going to be a um, holiday backdrop that you can you can have Pictures taken with you and your pets or just your pets or whatever type of thing, okay? Um, remember, uh, if you got bring a cat or a rabbit or that, bring them in carry kennels. We don't want anybody to get loose and anybody to get hurt. And dogs oh, don't leave the retractable leashes at home. But anyway, so December 2nd from 11 to 1. And also remember, next Sunday I'm doing my show live at Chuck and Don's in West St. Paul. So you can go on the website, their new brand new store in West St. Paul. And I wrote it down and now I don't have it. But anyway, and so I'm, uh, I'm going to be there from 3 to 4. I'm meeting you. And if you want pictures taken or whatever type thing. And then I'm doing my show live from 4 to 6 at Chuck and Don's. And then Jason Matheson is going to join us. Uh, join me in the last about 5 o'clock hour. Whereas we're going to talk about what holiday gifts, what pet gifts. You know, are good for the cats and the dogs and the rabbits and such like that. So, and then Alexis is going to be popping in. So, this is going to be a great time. So, please stop on by next Sunday, uh, December 3rd. So, next weekend is all scheduled out for you folks. <laughs> okay. Who's up? Good to know. Good there to know we that go. we have options. Yeah, no kidding. We have Christina on the line. And Christina just has a question um, about a situation that happened with her dog. Okay. Hey, Christina. Thanks for holding on. We get a little long-winded here at times, and so I apologize. Okay, Christina, what's up? Well, thank you. Um, yes, I have been waiting. Um, I had a situation where I had a dog who uh, I took to the vet, and I was recommended that she needed some dental work. Okay. And I agree to it, and then there is some trauma with that. Um, she didn't do very well, and there was, I don't know what they call them, x-rays, and it was expedited, and there were some underlying conditions. And I understand that, but I was wondering um, what I could do uh, moving forward with helping her because um, an individual wasn't actually transparent with um, what happened to her. All right. Uh, did you uh, get a second opinion, or did you bring your uh, pet to another uh, vet? Yes, I did. Okay, and so then he just said something, uh, some things went apparently wrong that you weren't told? Yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. They documented it, they oh. saw it, and, I, okay. you know, I, I don't blame that pet, okay. but... 
Okay. They weren't right. Worries me. Right. Uh, the be- best thing, I'm sure that you're not alone in this boat, you know, and, you know, and the thing is, is vets and doctors are not gods. Things happen. But if they're not up front with you and, and let you know, so, and, and they follow up and, you know, make it all right, that's not right either. And so usually what you want to do, if you got a complaint about a vet, Dr. Jess, right, we just, we were talking about this is to go to the veterinary board, you know, maybe get a lawyer if you think it's really something severe. Otherwise you create a document, you know, document what had happened or what you are, uh, like what 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 happened at the one vet, and then now what the second vet told you, documentate that. Yeah, and then I've already done that. Yeah. Okay, good. And then like say, send it to the board, uh, the veterinary board, and uh, see what they do with it. And then, you know, and then decide what you want to do, you know, from there, if you want to, you know, hire a lawyer or whatever type thing. All right. So, but that's, okay. a, that's the course is that, you know, first, you know, documentate everything, you know, what was done, what was said, you know, and then uh, go and then, like I say, that, that's the best thing that you can do. Because that's what we, people would have to do, too, in the human world also. Absolutely. And I thank you for that. I've done that. And. I was just wondering if I was doing the right thing. So. Yep, no, you're doing it right. I, mean, How- I don't want to hurt, you know. Okay, how's your pupper doing? Um, not well. Not well? How old? I'm guessing maybe in a day or two. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, no, 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 no. Well, say, you know what? There's a lot of power in prayers, okay? Don't give Thank up the you. sheep. You know, don't, don't sheep. Don't give up the sheep. <laughs> don't give up the ship. Well, I'll tell you, I've seen stranger things happen, and we're into the season of miracles happening. So, I mean, please, you know, uh, put out the prayer chain and such like that. I, I truly believe in the power of prayer. So don't, right. do, and, and positive energies. Remember, our animals know our energy. They uh, All our emotions have a smell that they've learned from living with us. So when we're really sad, kind of sad, real happy, kind of happy. And what you got to do, exude positive energy and help this dog. Uh, it's a dog, right? Yes. Yes. And so and I will tell you, I have another dog. Okay. And she's always, like, she hasn't done as much, but she's been kissing her and smelling oh, her. Oh, good. See? Yep. She's trying to help her along. That's her boy. That's how I dogs know. pray. <laughs> and I really, I believe in that. So oh, yep. Yep. So don't throw the towel in now. Just keep your fingers no, crossed. No, I won't. Good. Thank you. And I just want to put it up to everybody else that sometimes things just don't work out. And- they- Things can go, and we don't. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. I'm always happy when I get to go to bed, and I'm really happy when I get to wake up again. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, well, kiddo. You so kindly. You betcha. You take care. Bye bye. Thanks for sharing. Bye. That's hard to share when you're, you know, a pet's crashing and such like that. So, yeah, and I think it's it's kind of like, um, um, like if if you ever you know go to a hospital, get hospitalized or something like that, it's like you you need to have somebody else there, an advocate, also. Well, but somebody who can also listen to the doctor and, you know, hear, figure out what needs to happen. Because in the heat of the moment, like, it's so hard to to hear stuff and to, to understand what's going on. And I think when it comes to our pets, I mean, I know, uh, I mean, I freak out as much as anybody else. Yep. And so it helps to have somebody else there who's kind of more objective yep. and who can listen. That's very good advice because we unfortunately usually like if I take a pet like with my Albert, you know, when I found out he had that uh, tumor on his jaw, you know, yeah, you do. You just kind of blank, you know, your bra- brain yeah. goes. And whereas if you have somebody else uh, right away, you just kind of like, oh, crap. 
I'm going to lose them, you know, and so yeah. you don't ask the questions or whatever. And, you know, just like when I was going through some health issues oh, about five, six years ago with the cancer and such, and uh, my one, all my girlfriends offered, you want me to go with, you want you to go with, and I'm just kind of like, no, 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 I can deal with this. And my one girlfriend sat me and looked at me. She says, no, you are not going to do this by yourself right. because you need another set of ears because you're just, you're going to hear a fraction of what the doctor's saying. Right. Because so, like one person is doing stuff to you and somebody else is telling yep. you something, you can't, you can't pay attention yep. to everything. Yep. And so if you're, yeah, that's a very good advice for our pets also is mm-hmm. to bring another set of ears. Just don't rely on your own set because the emotions start running high right away. You start thinking, I'm going to, I'm going to lose my pet. And then all of a sudden everything's going sideways. And, and what was actually said was not said, <laughs> you know, it does, it, it turns into uh, mm-hmm. the telephone game. So yeah, no, that is very good advice on that. So, okay, let's head to the phone line to the phones. Go to the phones. All right, here we go. We're going to talk to Tracy and Tracy has a question about, um, the raw food diet for her dog because she's kind of new to it. All right. Hi, Tracy. How you doing? I'm great, Katie. How are you doing? Good, good. You had a good turkey day? I sure did. How about you? Yep, it was good. You know, I love the dog show and I love the Vikings one. <laughs> but, <laughs> okay. Thumbs up, thumbs up. There you okay, go. Okay, just a quick background just to answer my so that it will help you answer my question. I have a wiener dog. She's uh, 11 years old now. Okay. Um, I had her since a pup. She's like a full breed. Um, I've been feeding her the origins mm-hmm. for most of her life. Mm-hmm. And she, but she always still licked her paws and rubbed her head on the carpet. But I really thought nothing of that. I thought it was just like her personality mm-hmm. or whatnot. And then due to some financial situations with me, I started feeding her from the grocery store the benefit. Ooh. The benefit. I know. I know. And now, um, and she, but she still has the same behavior. So actually, I went into the new Chuck and Doms in West St. Paul last weekend. And I was the one that called in to tell you guys where it was. Oh, <laughs> thank I you. Live I live in the area. But anyway, so I went in there and they were so super helpful. So I started her on the Primal Raw Diet. Mm-hmm. I just did the, the trial for this whole week. Mm-hmm. And she is doing wonderful. Excellent. Excellent. My question is, though, is that I would like to do it. I would like to make that raw diet from home. So I got all crafty yesterday, and I got I made so sweet potato, and we had some venison, and I had some spinach. So I blended it all up, and and I portioned it out in baggies. Um, I guess my question is, I don't know how much I should feed her, and then. It seems like it's really hard to, to to feed her the stuff in this baggies. Like it's all creamy, and I'm not really sure what I'm supposed to do with that. Basically, um, I know it's good stuff for her, but I'm not sure how to prepare the food so I can feed her without all that. Well, preparing your own food is really tough because if you look at a dog's plate, it's three quarters meat, an eighth calcium, and an eighth veggies, all right? And what most people do is they don't get the calcium in there. And so that, that, but Dr. Jess uh, can take it right. Right. I mean, in in the short term, you're not going to hurt anything with the food that you've prepared. So um, things that I would recommend, go read the book, Natural Nutrition for Dogs and Cats. Okay. By Kimothy Schultz. That's Kimothy K-Y-M-Y-T-H-Y, Schultz with a T-Z-E. And that, that, yeah, that that book, 
that book will tell you how to do it. It's short, simple, big print, because this is not hard to do, but there are certain fundamental things that you need to get in place. So you have to feed uh, bones as well as meat. So when you buy that raw food and you thaw it out in the primal, there is ground up bones in there. Yes. Right. And the meat is not cooked. Right. So uh, ideally, you would feed meat and bone. Uh, My rule of thumb is that at least half of what you feed has to have the bones in it, whether they're whole or ground. You need to feed liver once a week or every other week. For a dog your size, you're talking about two ounces of liver. And you can do it as her meal or as part of her meal. I usually use beef liver or bison liver. Okay. Uh, and then a very, and she doesn't need veggies at every meal, and the veggies need to be a very small proportion of her diet. So if you're okay. talking about a wiener dog, if she's a miniature dachshund, you are looking at about two teaspoons of vegetables per meal if you're going to feed her vegetables. Okay. But you don't have to. So okay. what, what I always tell people is, you know what? If chicken breasts are on sale at Costco, absolutely knock yourself out, buy a whole bunch for the dogs. But you will need to feed stuff with bones to compensate for feeding straight meat. Okay. And this is my question, too, with the bone thing. Um, so do I just put it in my blender, the bones, then? No, you, I mean, do, you, you, do not, you do not have to blenderify her food. She comes with teeth. Okay, yeah, hold on that hold on to that thought. We gotta run to break. Okay, I guess we we're way over because I wasn't paying attention to the clock and, and Carly wasn't jumping up and down on her on her desk yet. Okay, we'll be right back. Don't hang up. We're gonna talk about it this more. Alrighty then, we're back. Talk right, with Dr. Jessica Levy, holistic vet. How can they get a hold of you, Dr. Levy? Whoops, turn on your mic. <laughs> Sorry. Oops. I I was distracted by the banjo. There you go. It's like, wow, I haven't heard that in a while since that's cool. Deliverance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Boy, that's been a long time. <laughs> well, I'm glad I could bring it back for you. Yeah, Thank you. you. Thank you. Da, 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 you know, da, da. I went to vet school down there. Yeah. My website is holistic-vet-care.com. That is the all-time best way to get hold of me is through email. Yep. There you go. Okay, and then we're talking to Tracy. She just she's got a doxy, and she want to know how she can make her own raw. And so you were talking to her. And so how do you want to finish this up? Uh, teaching yeah. a class December ninth. That would be a really good way to start. It's going to be in Ham Lake at Canine Crossing, um, and that is kind of you know what I teach in those classes. And how much the class? Uh, I think it's twenty bucks. I don't okay. know. It's on my website. Okay. Um, but that's kind of where I can go into detail about that. So you read Natural Nutrition for Dogs and Cats by Timothy Schultz. That's always my starter book. Um, and then, you know, pretty much some basic rules. You got to have variety in your proteins, variety in your vegetables, and you don't need to feed vegetables at every meal. And you need bone. And you have to have bones in the food. When you feed a little dog like this, um, if you're coming to the question of, well, then how much do you feed? Of course, everybody's metabolism is, is different. different. So uh, for your average miniature dachshund, you're looking at two to three ounces twice a day. Mm-hmm. And you can make a dog fat with raw food. And yes. for some dogs, that's not going to be enough. Mm-hmm. So you have to get your hands on your dog. 
And I think you've got stuff on your website, right, Katie? Every that, week, yeah. That, you, that shows people like how to value if their dog is fat or thin. Yeah. If you go to the letter K, letter T, letter K, number nine dot com, on the front page here, lower left, is your dog fat or is your cat fat? Click on that and it'll show you what is a fat cat or a dog and go from there. And you want to do that weekly. Feel your dog. Look at your dog. Right. Every Sunday when I feed the, my dogs, I, all, I, I look at them and I touch them. So because mm-hmm. you, you can't just go by looks. you got to feel. Right. And you also have to adjust seasonally, right? Over the winter, yeah. Oh yeah. everybody's pretty much less active. And guess what? You should feed your dog less, less. accordingly. Yep. In the summer when we're way more active, we're outside all the time, the days are long, you can fit in more walks and yep. more ball games with the dogs, uh, then you're going to need to feed them more accordingly. Yep. Exactly. Does that help you, Tracy? Um, yes, but okay. But my question, so it definitely does, and I do appreciate the information. But like I was saying earlier, that okay, so I pureed all this stuff. Now I don't need to use it. I mean, it's like sweet potatoes and like leftover venison and things. No, that's like that. fine. You know, use it up since you did it, and then yeah, you know, then you just start planning for the next thing that you're going to feed. And see, what a lot of people do is that they're going to make their, what I I would call a roux. You know, like with the the pumpkin and the vegetables, that's one thing, okay? And then the meat, you just chop up the meat, you know, and then add that, too. You don't blend the whole thing together. Do you understand what I'm saying? I I know. This is why I'm calling you, because I did that, but it's no big deal, because I'm just learning. So this is why I'm... Oh, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, you're you're not going to hurt anything with that. Well, okay, but, okay, but... Um, I don't want to be wasteful, but it's really weird for me to like feed her this mush out right. of a plastic bag with a with a uh, the measured cup. You know what right. I mean? Right, but I know, what, but I know you're. There's got to be something else to this. Okay, like, no, but see, what you're thinking is that okay, she's not chewing anything; she's just licking. No big deal. It's just like some days you eat soup, some days some days you chew on a hammer. Right. <laughs> right, and then like over the course of time, as you learn more. Then you change how you're feeding your dog. Yep. Okay. And so, right. so, so, don't worry about it. You are you are yeah. totally fine. And perhaps you know, like my husband and I also started with the Ziploc bag phase, and we segued into Tupperwares because Tupperwares are washable, and Ziploc bags right. leak, and they're a well, pain in the butt. Yeah. Okay, but they're like it's like gooey and messy, and it's just like it, okay yep. for me the consistency to me is like a cake batter or something. So right. that's just what I'm calling in. It just doesn't seem like it's right. Like it just doesn't seem like that's a raw diet food for my dog or something. I don't and know. and it's so that's like one sort of version of it. Right. But, but that's what you've I'm a big fan of using what you have. So that's kind of what you made right now. That'll get you through the next few days or something like that. Okay. And then and in the meantime, get a hold of Timothy Schultz's book. And I will figure out what you're going to feed your dog next. Okay. okay. So like right now, yeah. right now, you're sort of segueing into feeding maybe a more balanced raw diet. But you're not going to harm your dog, and your food is not always going to look like mush. Because right. I assure you, I do not feed my dogs mush in any form. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you're so you're not going to don't go by looks. You're looking at the nutrition of it. Right. Okay? You're, you're not going to have to deal with this forever. This right. is just like a temporary thing. As you get better, okay. it'll look better. Yeah. <laughs> next, next. I'm just like feeling so bad. Like this morning when I'm feeding my dog, I'm just like, here's like, it looks like pancake batter, and I'm putting it in her bowl. And yeah, but like, she probably loved it, right? Yeah, she did. 
Yeah, she totally has. Oh, yeah. So, so there you go. As long as she eats it, hey, I was right with the world, okay? Okay. Great. Well, thank you so much for your information. You bet. Take care. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. All right. You know, then. and the thing is, like, you know, as we learn to do stuff with our dogs, I mean, it's it's all a process, and you have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt that as you go along, like, I don't feed my dogs now the way that I did five years ago. Mm-hmm. I don't feed my dogs now that I fed 20, 25, 30 years oh, ago. Oh, <laughs> certainly not. Absolutely not. I mean, yeah. my gosh, my first dog, I, I fed him pedigree, darn it. Yeah, yeah. That you was know? the very first. That was Calcan. Pedigree was originally Calcan. That was the first mm-hmm. processed dog food on the market was Calcan. Yeah. And the very first uh, treat was milk bones. And so, uh, can was made yeah, with I, meat. <laughs> I used to buy those treats that were that are shaped like peanuts, you know, because oh, yeah. Yeah. You, th- you think they're made of peanut butter. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> but, but, you know, so it's just like as it you go along me, through time. With the know? holiday season, there's a lot of things coming out that are red, green, you know. Yeah. Okay, anything that's dyed, folks, do not buy or give to you. I know it looks cute, it looks whatever, don't give it to your dog. If you can give them a half of one, but that's it, done. Don't do it again. Right, because that's red dye, number 40, and such like that. Not healthy for the dog on a regular basis. Okay? All righty then. All right. Oh, there we go. Okay, who's up? Let's go with trivia. Trivia. Yes. Okay, we also want to talk to folks about doing heartworm year-round. And in Minnesota, guess what I'm going to say. But anyway, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> We've got some other calls, so we're going to get a hold of that. Okay, Dr. Pepper and the Hamburger were invented in the same state. Dr. Pepper and the hamburger were invented in the same state. What state do you think it is? Hey, hey, hey. This is the KDK9 show as we let the dogs out live every Sunday, 4 to 6 p.m. Me and Carly are always here. We just we just can't get enough. <laughs> All right. Dr. Pepper and the hamburger was invented in the same state. Would you care? And I'll give you another hint. Okay. It's a southern state. Okay, um, like super southern. I'm not. Get, I <laughs> like, said southern state, like, like deep south. I did. I said southern state compared to northern state. Uh, okay. Well, that's a lot. Um, I'm gonna <laughs> say Louisiana, Doctor Florida, Mississippi, Mississippi, mm-hmm. Alabama, Texas. Oh, dang. that's southern. Texas. I was get. I was getting close. <laughs> Texas. Doctor Pepper was invented in Waco in. 1885, which blows my mind. 1885. 1885. Wow. And the hamburger was invented in Arlington in 1906. 1906 is how long that hamburger has been around. Although, I wonder where they come up with this stuff. I was going to say, I want to know the process as to how how and why it's called a hamburger. Well... Not that is how do they know the verse one is that Texas was a well doc- yeah but a why why is it called a hamburger it's not made out of ham that's very true ooh good. maybe it was we might have to look yeah could have been a long time ago <laughs> Doctor Jess now you're just intriguing me and now I have to Google stuff there you <laughs> go come on okay let's head to the phone lines We've got some okay. patient people waiting okay we have Chelsea on the line and she has a question about Lyme disease treatment all right hi Chelsea how you doing hi Katie. Hi, hi. What kind of pupper do you have? Um, I have two. I have a German Shepherd Leonberger mix and a Beagle mix. A Beagle. Okay, so what's the question here? So just recently we brought them into the vet, both of them, for their annual checkup. Mm -hmm. And they did the Lyme test on both of them. Mm -hmm. And our Beagle came back with a count, and I'm not sure what this means, but came back with a count of 22. And they said, nothing to worry about there. 
And then our Lee hamburger came back with like a 55, 56. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure what exactly what they're testing. I'm unfortunately, I don't have the paperwork in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decided that they needed to put my Leonberger on antibiotics. Okay. Well, and you- he hasn't really been, I mean, he's an older dog. He's almost nine. All right. And he hasn't really been exhibiting signs of Lyme disease, like not really lethargic. I mean, he's right. big and yeah. he's old, he's yeah. older. So he's already kind of lethargic, but he wasn't like acting as if he was sick. Right. So my question is, is, was it necessary for us? We've already started the antibiotics, so I don't want to stop it now. Are, you, what, are but, you on doxycycline or what? Yes, doxycycline. Okay. Dr. Jess? Well, Lyme disease is difficult to diagnose in dogs, just like it is in people. So the uh, 4DX test, the blue dot test, is often used as a screening test. Um, so theoretically the blueness of the dot is supposed to correlate to the level of antibodies. What you're talking about sounds like a quantitative C6. So did it take them, um, a few days to get results of these tests? It did. It took, um, well, they had the one back from my beagle really quickly, but my, my Leonberger, it took like a day or two. Okay. Because it sounds like if they got actual numbers for Lyme disease, it sounds like they ran a Lyme titer. Okay. Um, which, uh, so the the laboratory basically has these arbitrary numbers, assuming that this is what we're talking about. The laboratory okay. has these arbitrary numbers. Typically, they say, you know, oh, if it's less than 30, then it's not an active infection. But if it's greater than 30, it's an active infection. Um, okay. Yeah, that's just kind of, that's more nonsense. It's because it's yeah. hard to know, like, okay, if I was bitten by a tick that was carrying Lyme disease, would it not be desirable for my body to produce antibodies against Lyme disease? Yes, it means you've been exposed it to it. And then... Right, right. But it's also like that's how your body would fight well, it off. Well, the thing. So they've, had, they've been diagnosed with Lyme before. Uh-huh. And so I'm wondering, does it just that it's always been in their system? I'm not entirely sure how Lyme works exactly, but... Is it always kind of stay in their system to some degree? That is a theory that no matter how long you take antibiotics for, you can never get rid of the bacteria. And so from oh. from my perspective, you know, I, I have plenty of people who come into my office. I mean, I don't treat them. I'm treating their pets. But people tell me that they're so afraid of Lyme disease because their neighbor was diagnosed with Lyme disease and has been sick for years. Sometimes people yeah. come in and they say, I'm a chronic Lyme patient. Well, my feeling about that is, is if all you do is use antibiotics, you're right. You will not get better because that's like a very small part of the story. Right, right. Um, You know, it's a a bacteria that can drill its way through the blood-brain barrier. It can hide out in other parts of the body. It, you know, changes what's on the outside surface so that antibiotics are less effective against it. Um, So I just, I don't buy it. I usually... um, don't treat animals unless they actually have clinical signs associated with Lyme disease. And then, of course, I don't use antibiotics. So it's right. so probably probably not very helpful to you. Like, does your dog need to be on antibiotics? You know what? Doxycycline, uh, one of its side effects, like many antibiotics, it is immunomodulatory. And so it does. That means? It is. Yeah, what does that mean? It means that it is also anti-inflammatory. And so what a lot of people will do is they put their dogs on doxycycline and they're like, oh, my God, he must have had Lyme disease because he's feeling so much better. better. And it actually it has nothing to do with Lyme disease. It has to do with the fact that basically now the dog's on an anti-inflammatory. 
So, so by giving uh, probiotics, it boosts in the immune system. Yeah, I mean, so with with my patients, you know, obviously I would put them on a raw food diet. I would give probiotics. I would give essential fatty acids, um, and then an appropriate homeopathic remedy, just depending on their symptoms. So, if you have so, a, a dog who's that large at that age. He should probably already be on a bunch of supplements, including something like medicinal mushrooms, a joint supplement, just because your dog is the equivalent of a hundred and some year old human. Yeah. <laughs> right. And no, so, definitely. yeah. And so if, if you're not doing those things, I would say, great. Now's your opportunity to put them in place. Um, sure. Because so you, you have a giant breed prob- dog. What? Oh, do you think that it was probably premature to put him on the antibiotics? Because I, I do get some, you know, I listen to the show quite often and I've been trying to work on getting him on like a, both of my dogs on a better diet. Uh-huh. And I guess I've heard you all talk about, you know, how it can, well, all antibiotics kind of kill the gut. Well, yeah. yeah. And so that's why anytime you're on an antibiotic, you want to be on a probiotic because the antibiotic okay. kills the good and the bad. And sometimes you need to be on two different probiotics at the same time. So yeah. I'll have people go to the health food store, get two different ones, each with billions of bacteria per dose and give them sure. both to your dog twice a day to compensate for the antibiotic. But not at the same time as the antibiotic because then it cancels each other right. out. Right. So you, get, you have to give the uh-huh. antibiotic first and then a half hour later you put back the good bacteria. So was okay. it was it premature to, to use antibiotics? Not from a conventional yeah. standpoint because from a conventional standpoint, increased Lyme titer equals antibiotics. In fact, a lot of things equal antibiotics. Sure. So, so, yeah, I mean, so it, it's hard to answer that question. Yep. So yeah, I guess I was just kind of concerned as to whether or not we would even even needed to put him on something. Because I just, I guess, after listening to the show as long as I have, and then right, not really knowing enough about it, I was like, oh, maybe it was. I didn't need to put him on the antibiotic. Maybe we should have gone a different route. Maybe with just like food and probiotics and such like that. Right, but it's still an option and you can do both at the same time. So having given the antibiotics or having your dog in a course of antibiotics does not preclude the healthy, supportive things that you could be doing. So the way I think about this is, you know, if you if you went to your conventional doctor and you said, "Okay, um, what can I do to support my own health? What can I do to support my immune system or to help make myself healthier? Right. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. That is not even in their lexicon, <laughs> right? So, so, <laughs> so I don't think there was anything I learned in vet school about. There wasn't a class about here's how to make your patients healthier. Like what? Memory conventional vets and doctors diagnose and prescribe, diagnose and prescribe. You know, with my right. stone issues, I was put on a heavy duty antibiotic. And <laughs> me, you ready for this? I took the probiotic first thing in the morning, and then I took the antibiotic. Oh. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there in the afternoon, and I'm going, I think I messed that up. I think it's supposed to be <laughs> antibiotic and then the probiotic. Well, then they just come Did back he, and take more Yeah, I know, but it just, like I said, oh my goodness, I'm putting good stuff in there so that then when I take the antibiotic, it's going to kill the good stuff I just put in there on yeah. a nut. But uh, yeah, so that's a big thing is that you've got to do your due diligence, you know, uh, because like I said, conventional vets diagnose and prescribe. And so if you want to, you know, get off the spinning wheel, you've got to mm-hmm. go, get into the other side and then start getting input onto the other side as far as making your, you know, well, human and and our pets healthier by like, how do we boost our immune system? Right. But you don't necessarily have to say, OK, well, I've got him on this antibiotic, so I'm going to wait until I've done that. Right. 
go ahead and get started now. Yes. So you've already okay. learned a lot about diet. Go get yourself some essential fatty acids. Go get this dog as a G- decent joint supplement if he's not already on one. Get you okay. know, go to your health food store. Get a bunch of probiotics. Get some PB8. Get some Garden of Life Primal Defense. Uh, anything that has billions of bacteria per dose and different kinds of bacteria in the bottle. And just, okay. you know, get get started right away. You don't have to wait. Um, okay. Bixby Pet makes an excellent medicinal mushroom that is organically grown in the United States. What was that one? Bixby, B-I-X-B-I, Bixby Pet. Those are sold at a um, bunch of health food, uh, pet food stores around the metro area. Um, Would it be a Chuck and Don? I live really close to a Chuck and Don. Uh, I'm not sure about that. You have I, to check. You'll just have yeah, to check. I don't know. Yeah, you'll just have to call oh, over okay. there and ask. I'll just go look. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, but, um, you know, and that's the kind of thing that provides a whole bunch of minerals, so it, it also supports the immune system. So it's not necessarily okay. like either or. Yeah, so don't wait. You know, start building the immune system do it now. now. Okay. Yeah. Okay, and then do you have one question, one more quick question, just really quick? Yeah. Quick. Um, as far as vaccines are concerned, I know I've listened to the show in the past, and you, Katie, have mentioned to go to a vet that doesn't always want to do vaccines every year. Right. Um, did I hear that correctly? Because which vaccines can I not be doing every year? Because I'm always getting calls for rabies shots. And so, right, yeah, like, so right, okay. now, right now you need to stop. If you have um, a German Shepherd Leonberger mix who has achieved the grand old age of nine, yeah. quit while you're ahead. Okay. Yeah. And see, I, if you do your due diligence and read up on vaccinations, you know, I'm a yeah. firm believer in that. Va- you know, I'm not saying no vaccinations, vaccinations, sure. the right vaccinations at the right time, but and then are good for the lifetime of the pet. The only vaccination that's required by law is rabies. And, yeah. and that's good for three years. And then you can okay. also do a tighter uh, on rabies. And so you, you, you've got to do your homework and you've got to decide what course you want to go. And if you choose okay. that, you've got to remember if you boarded a kennel, they have a buttload of shots required. You go to some groomers, a buttload. So you've got to think yep. outside the box. You've got to find somebody that, you're, let's say your dog and my dog get along fine. Then when you leave, I take care of yours. When I leave, you take care of mine. You know, you've got to set sure. your networking system up. You look at individual groomers that don't require a list of vaccinations and such like that. There's a lot more people realizing that they truly believe shots are good for a lifetime. So you just have to yeah. get on. You you have to you know do your homework, get out there. It's a little bit more work at first, but you know what I mean. The dog, you know, for that, how how many pounds is your shepherd lion burr? Um, he's eighty nine pounds. Oh, okay, but yeah, so, so he's this, in good. He's in good range of weight. Yeah, we've got we've maintained him. Good, good. Okay, kiddo. Well, good thank luck. You, so much, Katie. you bet. Thank Take you care. Thanks for listening. Appreciate yeah, it. Thank you. You Bye. bet. Okay, what state have the most triplets born? What state have the most triplets born? Be back. We're winding her down. All right, the state. I'll give you a hint again. That has the it's most. In the south. <laughs> you are right. <laughs> yes, I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the state that has the most triplets born. And now that would be something that you can, you know, you can see. I mean, that you can document, right? I know, but it makes you wonder, like, is it something in the water? water? <laughs> Probably. It, are the doctors there just more successful okay, at I'll selling say, fertility, I'll fertility treatments? Maybe. Mid-South. Mid-South. Okay, go ahead. What do you think? What well, is in the mid-South? What does that mean? I'm not just that's like, South-South. That's like, like Louisiana. Arkansas. Arkansas. Is that in the Mid-South? Yeah, that's kind of mid yeah. But it's not. <laughs> um, not Arkansas. Georgia. Nope. Nebraska. 
Is Nebraska, Nebraska. south? Nebraska is like kind of Midwest. South. Yeah, well, it's mid. It's not south, and it ain't north, and it ain't east, and it ain't west. It's kind of smack dab in the middle, right? So, okay, okay fine. Okay, thank you. Nebraska. So that yeah, Nebraska. No, what's more corn are there? born in that state than any other state? Okay, that's, that's just creepy. It's got to be the that, that's what, that GMO corn. That yeah, I was gonna say it's the corn that they grow. <laughs> okay, let's get to our last caller. Let's let's get to our last caller. She's been waiting very patiently. Yes, she has, and we have Sue on the line with a question about her dog's stomach issues. All right, hey Sue, how you doing? Good, good. Now, what kind of pupper do you have? Um, I have a cocker spaniel, and he's just about a year old. One year, okay. And so, what's going yeah. on? Well, he's been very wild with me in the evenings. Um. He's a fine in his kennel, but he's always biting at me. And when he was younger, I did the can with the pennies in it, like you suggested, and he got a lot better. Okay. But then he's been really bad again. And what happened this weekend is I was at my parents' for Thanksgiving, and my dad was feeding his dog and didn't move quite quick enough. And um, my dog ended up getting the food that my parents feed their dog, which they feed their dog wet canned food. Okay. And so he ended up, it happened twice to my dad. And, um, but the thing was, is that evening, my family was teasing me that where was this wild dog that I keep telling them about that is so naughty. And my dog was like a totally different dog. And he laid on the floor and he was mellow all night. He wasn't jumping and trying to get on me and biting and nipping constantly. And so after doing that, I gave him wet food then the next day and he's just like totally different. So now I'm not quite sure what to feed him. I had been feeding him um, Nutrisource puppy. and Okay, which one? The medium, uh, the small to medium puppy food? I the medium to large I fed him. Okay, no, they they only have small to medium, and then they have a large puppy. They only okay. Have, then it was a small to medium. Okay, and then that one I don't promote because it's very, very. It's great for if you're weaning from mom, you know, to them eating. It's great for that. But feeding on a regular basis has got too high a protein and too high a fat sends the dogs off the sandaliers. Okay. okay go ahead. Yeah, but you know what? So whole dog journal. Just had a really good article about this. Okay. About the... I haven't read mine. I got it in the mail the other day. Oh, my God. You got to get it. Okay. Uh, I got it, but I just haven't read it. (laughs) Yeah. About the the puppy that gets hangry. Okay, yeah. You know, they're getting Mm -hmm. hungry and angry and basically turning into devil puppy in Mm -hmm. the evening and afternoon. Mm -hmm. And basically... like they're they're just getting so wound up because they're hungry and what they need is uh, food and and it's better if it's fatty. Mm Mm-hmm. Like, they need a little bit more fat in their systems to mm-hmm. kind of settle them down. Mm-hmm. Okay. But protein and creates energy, and then that, what you're feeding, it has a high protein. And also, too, you got to remember with the dry foods, it's at least 50 to 60% carbs. Carb turns into sugar. Sugar turns into wackoness. Okay. <laughs> okay, so by doing the canned food, hopefully it's a better grain-free right. canned you gotta food. you got to watch your ingredients on the canned foods as well. So yeah. basically, you right. got to read through the ingredients just the same way as you would for something you were going to eat yourself. Yeah. Okay. So okay. no sugar, I, no artificial flavors, no artificial colors. Okay. Because usually I've done grain free for my other dog, mm-hmm. but uh-huh. when I was looking at puppy food, I couldn't really find one. No, and there isn't. Suggested I don't do grain free for puppies, so I just all, went with... all dogs should be grain free. Yeah. Okay. And grain has no place in a dog's diet. Right. And Nutrisource just came out with a puppy grain free. This brand new just should, should be on the shelves now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I but, but a lot of the grain free foods say for all life stages or something mm-hmm. like that. So mm-hmm. they're, oh, okay. yeah, they can. Yeah. You yeah, can so feed. They're covering their bases. Yeah. Right. Then. And so you can feed any of the Nutrisource or the Pure Vita 
uh, because it's good for all life stages and the grain free formulas, you know, so you can okay. do that. So you can and see another thing too, is that, see, I don't feed my dry food dry because that's like eating a box of saltine crackers. Okay. Right? And so what I do is, and then they go drink a buttload of water and then now it's all in their stomach. So, uh, I just, you know, I, I put the hot tap water on my dry food and then, um, so you wait for all the water to be gone and the food is soft, put my supplements in and then feed it. But yep, then, like, and I did that early on, but then I didn't, you know, I did that when he was really little, but mm-hmm. then as he got older, then I haven't been doing it that way, but right. I still should. Okay. Yeah. But otherwise too, also, you know, dabble in, you know, the dehydrated, the freeze dried, the raw, you know, you could do the, how you said a year. Yeah. Right now you can start really rotating it up. All right, okay, so, so you just do processed them. food every once in a while. But if you feed the better stuff, like eating steak and potatoes instead of Chinese food, Chinese food t- tastes good, but then you're hungry quick. In two okay. hours, you're hungry again. And all of a sudden, I don't know about you, but boy, when I'm hungry, I get the hangries. I am not okay. a good person to be around. Okay. And so that's why, but if you get food that sticks to the ribs and, and keeps it there longer because of steak and potatoes, you know what I mean? It's uh, you know better for you and just okay. hangs in there longer. There's not the you know, the sugars and such like that, then you're going to have a more stable personality dog and stable person. Okay. Right. You know, when she said devil dog, that's exactly how I've described him. Yep. I've never had, I've had other dogs, mm-hmm. and I've never had one like this. Yep. And I mean, you know, I I am a huge dog lover, and I've said to people that I can now understand why people give up a dog. <laughs> I've, I never could understand that before, but this dog, I'm like, he is just pushing me to the limit. It's just my evenings are awful. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah, you, you got to read that article in, in Whole Dog Journal. It's exactly what you're describing. Okay. All right. okay. And same thing. Okay. The person who wrote it is an experienced dog trainer and was like, what is going on? What have I gotten myself into? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because this is just not like a dog I've had. And then I also want to thank you. Um, my dog I had before this one um, ended up with lymphoma, and you had that. Uh, I can't think of his name now, but the man that had wrote the book, John, and, um, John Clifton. Yes. And did the pawpaw. Yeah. And I gave that to my dog. My, I had gone through cancer treatments with them. All right. But then it was like, we were done with that and I couldn't afford to keep going. And I did the pawpaw and his life, and um, his quality of life was really good until the very end, but it extended his life like about nine or ten months. Oh, that's awesome. I am so glad to hear that because, like I say, I give that book out to many people, you know, for humans and for uh, for pets. And um, uh, I'm so glad to hear that somebody actually did it because so many people reach for the conventional ways because you're scared. You, you know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. and so I thank you for sharing that. I'm going to share that with John because, yeah. uh, you know, that's excellent input. I'm really yeah. impressed. And Thank I didn't you. I didn't hear about it until after I'd done the chemo, some of the chemo with them. Okay, but then it was to the point that it came back. You okay, know, the cancer came back, yep. and um, then in you know in between there, I heard about you know on your show, I heard about the pop Yeah, yeah it's called so, Your Fourth Choice. In case anybody's yeah. listening, Your Fourth Choice by John Clifton, and the pop is from a pop tree. <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. the bark. Ho- and it was amazing because it really did. He had. He had a great quality of life right until the very end, oh, and that I'm, really helped him a lot. I am so glad to hear that. Oh. Thank you so much for that. That is awesome. Yep. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rate John tonight and tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, well, yeah, I appreciate you listening and, and the call, and I appreciate it. You have a great night. You too. Thanks. Bye-bye. Thanks all for listening. Dr. Jessica, how can they get a hold of you? Uh, through my website, holistic-vet-care.com. Thank you so much once again for all your input. Oh, I greatly appreciate you. it. Thank you, Carly. We will all be back here next Well, I will, and Carly will. We'll be here next week. Remember, oh, not here. Remember, I'm going to be at Chuck and Don's in West St. Paul. Live broadcast with Jason, Alexis, and me. See you then. 
If you own a small to medium-sized business that kept employees on payroll through COVID, you may have a big cash refund waiting for you. The Employee Retention Credit is a tax credit of up to $26,000 per employee. And now, more businesses than ever qualify. The experts at RefundsPro.com specialize in cutting through the red tape of qualifying for this government program. Most of their refunds are over $100,000. Even businesses that have received PPP funds may be eligible. And there are absolutely no fees unless you receive a refund. So there's no reason not to apply. If your business experienced shutdowns, limited capacity, supply chain challenges, or reduced revenue due to COVID, you likely qualify. RefundsPro.com has already helped hundreds of businesses. So don't lose the refund you're owed by missing the deadline. Get started today with a free 5-minute questionnaire at RefundsPro.com. That's Refunds with an S, Pro.com.